I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio Christian Gallarati, joined by Francis Javier Ellis. Yeah, I was going to say, that can't be your middle name. That is my middle name. Is it really? Christian is my middle name. Julio Christian Gallarotti. How did that happen? I don't know. My parents just gave me that middle name, but it's insane. No, Christian. Are um, there Christians in your family? Nope. They just like the name Christian. Realistically, Christian Gallarotti, dude, I'd be a movie star if that was my name. <laughs> That's the most fire name of That's all time. That's a good name. Well, anyway, yeah. welcome to Oops the Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're listening in Columbus, Ohio, or fucking Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, we got listeners all over the world. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Nice. Please rate and comment on all our shit. Engage with us. Message us. Send us your stories. We love hearing from you, and uh, we love this thing that we're doing. So, Hell yeah. happy Thursday. And Francis, how you doing, buddy? I'm swell. I'm swell. I'm wearing my Alex Kalorn Stanley <laughs> Cup champion shirt. Dude, that's a great shirt. Friend of the pod, friend of mine. Friend of um, all friend of all. Yeah, he played for the Tampa plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they're doing well. So uh awesome. good good on him. Yeah. Dude, I have a topic that I was excited to bring up today. Excellent. I was on the train today and I was psyched about it. And so here's the question. Has there been a thing about your girlfriend that you didn't know about that you then found out about that like fucked you up a little? And this doesn't have to be something like weird. It can be something minor. Just is there anything like that? I have to think to about mind? this so carefully. <laughs> I have to be so careful. You you are laying a trap for me. Because yes, immediately things come to mind, but now I have to sift through and say, like, nope, can't do that one, can't do that one. Um, let me think. Um do you yeah, want me to set you, the tone here? You go here? first, okay. and then I'll see what speed we're operating at. Okay, okay. So I'm watching the Super Bowl. I know not to talk about the Super Bowl. This isn't a Super Bowl-specific thing necessarily. Why aren't you allowed to talk about the I, Super Bowl? Because it's just it's outdated, but you'll oh, see why okay. this is relevant. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching the halftime show, and I'm sitting next to my girlfriend, and the weekend's performing, and all of a sudden, she just knows all the fucking words to the weekend, and I didn't even know she liked the weekend. I'm sitting there and she's like, when I'm fucked up, does the real me like the like parts that are hard to know. Yeah. And I look over at her. I'm like, were you going to bring this up while we were listening to my playlist? Like that you begrudgingly listen to. She's like, oh, can we stop listening to Gunna? I'm like, the weekend comes on all the time. And never once you think she'd be like, I love the weekend. Yeah. I had no idea that she liked the weekend. And it was like weird. And she's like, why do you think that's so weird? I'm like, it's fucking weird. That would be like if you were doing all the furniture shopping for our apartment. And I didn't do anything. And then we walked into the furniture store and I was like, oh, mahogany. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And she'd be like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I was and like, what is I, that? I do know what you mean. And boy, am I glad you went first. Because <laughs> that was not at all what I, that was like a compliment. My girlfriend knows the lyrics to this popular artist. I was going to be like, my girlfriend had a cocaine problem when she was 14. <laughs> Yeah, it came out of nowhere. No, like, you know, that's not true. That's not true. But spoiler, alert, I am glad. True. I am glad you. Uh, yeah, that's funny though. That's funny. You know, we've talked about the weekend a bunch, or as I call them, future and um, <laughs> things you look forward things to. you look forward to dot com. Um, <laughs> 
Dude, it's it is it is jarring when you've been dating somebody for two plus years or whatever, and you think you know everything about each other. Yeah, and then something. I'll learn things about her because a, we're we're talking to a different another person, and she'll tell that person something, and I'm like, wait, what? Where did that come from? Since when? Dude, totally. And it's funny because that can actually lead to fights. Like I'm more mature now, so it wouldn't. But I remember one time. My ex-girlfriend was like, oh, remember when I made out with that guy who had one eye on our trip to Argentina? I was like, what? And then I like got all jealous and I was like, oh, like that seems, seems like you gave it up real easy. She's like, what? I felt bad for him. He had one eye. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> like I like turned it on into a fight. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> this is a great point. This is a great point, dude. It's, it's, um. It's so, I will say it's a slightly different point from the one you were asking about, but <laughs> when when my girlfriend recently casually slipped into a conversation, and I don't even remember why this happened, but that like she was telling a story with another person we were with, and she said something, oh, she was like, yeah, blah, 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 went on a date with this guy. Oh, it was like a mutual person they knew, and then she was like, and then when I went back to his place... That guy was sitting there on the couch, Dude, and they were like laughing about it. And I was like, "Why? What? You went? What? <laughs> <laughs> you went back to a guy's place? Like, I know what that means. Yeah, There's yeah, only yeah. one reason you go home is somebody, and I don't want to hear this. And at that point, you have a choice. You have to decide how you're going to approach that. Yeah, and I let it eat at my brain for three straight days until you bring it up passive aggressively. And I was like, "Why did you go home with this guy four years before we met?" Um, <laughs> She's like, oh, I got, oh, I'm so tired. It was like, oh, I bet if you were at so-and-so's place, you wouldn't be tired. Yeah, exactly. How many <laughs> dates did he take you on? Was this the first date or had he earned it? Like, you know, <laughs> how many times do you hang out after that? Like, what was it? Like, you know, you just, your mind starts spinning and, and she does, you know, she's so casually offering that up in conversation. Obviously, it means nothing. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is amazing, dude. Uh, Tough to hear tidbits like that. Yeah. In fact... I do have now an idea of what I want to say, Please. but I'm actually going to pause us and go <laughs> ask her if I can ask permission for, That's great. for sharing it. That's so, great. So hold tight. <laughs> I strongly suspect that it's going to be a no. This so. is great. I, so I'm, I'm now taking the pod into territory it's never been in, which is just me by myself. If you guys remember famously, Francis actually did the pod by himself once and I had to go to a funeral, but with Tom Segura. It was never just much different than me just talking into. So I'm really curious what this is going to be about. Like, Chris, do you have any ideas? Of a, oh, Chris doesn't have a mic. Well, I don't know. I'm wondering if this is going to be. Francis is good. This is, impre this is impressive self-growth, though, from Francis. 2018, 2019 Francis would have just gone right into this. And you know what would have happened? He would end up having to move out of his apartment after. <laughs> so Francis, it's nice to see Francis maturing. This is an exciting development for the pod. So I'm really curious. Let's set the odds here. I'm going to say that she's actually going to let him tell it. You don't think she's going to let him tell it? I feel like sometimes when he addresses it, he's usually overreacting. And then when he doesn't address it, he should have addressed it. Like there, I can think of a handful of things where Francis has got himself in trouble that I'm not going to bring up again because I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him to have to relive this uh, on the air. So I'm not going to bring it in. And he actually created a moment of suspense there. He actually opened the door <laughs> and then closed it and then came back in. Yeah, it's what a resounding no. <laughs> oh, it's right. a resounding no. 
Chris it's called no. that. Chris called that. Of course, it's a no. Broke the bank in Vegas. Yeah, and it's too bad because you know here's here's what I want to do. Like <laughs> good, at some point, I will bring up what I had wanted to share probably um, on the podcast because it's something I want to discuss with you, but I can't do it anywhere near to this moment because then people would connect the dots got it got it you need because it's a phenomenon that has is something i didn't know was going on and then now i've the moment i became aware of it recently i'm now seeing it everywhere and it's just something like i can't believe i didn't know it wasn't going on all this time and i'm wondering if you were aware that it was going on but i can't bring this this up for a long time like even off the air? Oh, I can bring it up off the air. Oh, good, dude. I need yeah. to hear. <laughs> I need yeah. to hear this now. This is good. Um, Chris, can you pass me some water? Yeah, thanks. Um, I have a question for you. Okay, go for it. Okay, do you think that being a good person or being a bad person is binary? That you're either a good person or you're a bad person. It's a great question, and I or have, is there a spectrum? There's a specific answer that I have to the, to this, and I learned this in the Marlon Brando documentary. He like voice recorded himself on all these audio tapes, huh. and it's pretty. It's a pretty awesome watch. I, I recommend it. Um, I'm not sure where what it's on, but if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Mm-hmm. And he said something interesting, and he said that there's no such thing as a good or a bad person. You, I can't believe you have such an answer for this. This is incredible. <laughs> I did because people can people can be both like that's why humans are so complicated like you can be good in one way and like they famously show this in like mafia movies where like you know Tony Soprano is like killing people but at the same time he's this wonderful dad and I think that there's no way to say that guy's a bad person that guy's a good person there's too many opportunities for growth and redemption people change maybe people are good in some way they've done bad things but they want to be good or maybe they were good and then life was so hard that they became bad but they're not actually bad you know what i mean yeah yeah so i get what you're saying i do but i still think that you could almost keep a scoreboard for people and what determines whether someone's a good person or a bad person are their actions right because even if fundamentally in your mind you're a bad person, you're a serial killer or a pedophile, right? But you resist the urges to act on that, uh, and then you just live your life well, you'd have to say that that person was still a good person. Even if at their core they were attracted to children or wanted right. to go kill everybody they saw. So it might even be more, but but that could work much more subtly like it doesn't have to be such an extreme thing like as far as like no. pedophilia or killing of like you might just be the type of person who cuts down your friends and doesn't realize it like the, the spotlight always has to be on you and your friends don't even feel comfortable talking about themselves because all you do is care about you and all you don't even realize you're being negative about everything they say like there that person doesn't mean to be doing that you know what i mean but is that guy a bad person like maybe but that person is a bad person but then every like you could say something about anybody that would make them a bad person everybody's done something really shitty Does okay but hold a on person? a second is everybody a bad person you're right you're right i i agree but then the way i see it and and i'm just putting this i'm teasing this out and i don't know how i feel about it yet let's say that on the spectrum it, let's say that it is a spectrum, like the Kinsey scale of, of sexuality. Like, not everyone is just inherently gay or straight. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a spectrum. Um, and then at some point, there's, let's call it a tennis net, right? 
where you're 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 net neutral and then one step to the left you're you're good or let's say left is bad and one step to the right you're good right, right? so you're you're you can you can dance and you okay. can even you can even end up on both sides at different points this is in like your part life. of the interruption like if you say something good you get points in the win column sure when you say something bad you go down that's interesting that's an interesting right so and your good can outweigh your bad yeah and if you if you're a bad person or you've done something bad you can do a good act for the right reasons which brings you back into the winning column so but that's that's like you know the idea of sort of overcompensating for something that you did bad and you could also argue that things are isolated so that if you do something really shitty by then going and doing a bunch of good shit that doesn't necessarily make you good now yeah, but but hold on. That assumes that your good deeds are done, are motivated by guilt from the bad things. That you're bu- almost trying to buy your way back into, you know, the good graces or whatever. And like, is there, but is that, does that person exist who just truly has no guilt, no heart? And like that person, again, like he was, he was pushed to being that person. You don't just, you're not born this person with no Fuck, I guess no. I I think there are people who are born with Maybe. with wonderful, loving parents who teach them the right morals and and put shitty. them on the right path. And no matter what, yeah, those okay. kids turn out to be sociopaths. Yeah, okay, fine. I think there's, that can happen. Certainly, the sociopath. And there are also there. kids who are brought up in you know abusive households who, who despite thrive. horrible surroundings, come out gold. Right. Um. And and so you know. I I mean, there's another conversation at play here, which is like, is there such a thing as a truly good deed? Because if you commit a good, and we may have discussed this, if you commit a good deed because you feel good and you know it will make you feel good, then that makes it not a good deed anymore because then it's a, a self-motivated good deed. It's still a good deed. I think that the best good deed is a completely selfless good deed where nobody needs to know about it. Nobody, you don't need credit for it. That's like first degree good deed needing like enjoying the blowback from the good deed is second degree good deed. Right. Needing the validation. It's the third degree good deed. Right. Which is not as yeah. good. A deed. Agreed. But to return to the earlier point, which was that, you, you know, you said if if you do bad things and then you try to do good things because you knew you did those bad things, then are you really bringing are you really a good person as a result then you're just human fine but there are also people who don't even recognize that they did bad deeds and don't recognize that then they're doing good deeds right you know they may not realize that what they did was bad in which case in their mind they're still net zero right and then they may not realize and then their good deed is not motivated by the bad deed Trying to buy their right. way out of jail. Right, right. And and part of that can be also just like very human stuff, like justifying the terrible thing you've done so you can live with yourself. Or like, like have you ever seen the movie Juice with Tupac? No, or I've Chris? seen have parts seen it? of it. Tupac's character is such a bad guy that it's unrealistic. That's my critique with the movie. It could have been a good movie, but like it's such an unrealistic seeming plot line that it takes away from it because people just are not that binary. Like you're like to your original question. It's so complicated that it's hard for me to say, like, sure, there's a guy out there who's a bad guy. That guy's a bad guy. But, like, there's there's more to it, I feel. Not to beat a dead horse. Okay. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. What do you think? Um, It's a, it's a great question. But I, for me, I really do think that I, I can say that some people are just bad people and that some people are good people. Mm-hmm. 
and um and then i know a bunch of people who are more towards the middle who who might waffle a bit um but you know cuz cuz sometimes people you hear this a lot you know so and so has a good heart so and so is mm. a has a good heart right he means well he means well right so so the these people who have a good heart right they may they may outwardly uh, piss people off or rub people the wrong way or or do things that make certain groups of people fucking hate them but you know if you just get to know him you've seen the goodness and at their core they're good people right but I don't buy that I don't buy that because if you have goodness inside of you and then you just surround it with filth and act on your most primal urges and right. let your base instincts win out over that core of goodness, which we never really see or, <laughs> or see less frequently, you're still a fucking shitty person. Yeah. You have to resist and let that goodness out. Right. You have to be good. Yeah. Meaning to be good isn't necessarily enough. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, I don't know, dude, like, uh, because I, because I, I have people in my life, we've talked about this a lot, like who I would say are on the bad side. Mm-hmm. But I wonder to myself, is there hope for them? Can they redeem themselves? What do they need to do for the remaining 50, 60 years of their lives to firmly plant themselves on the side of good? Yeah, and you know, part of it is like awareness. <laughs> so sometimes the person will never be told about it and he'll never know he or she will never know about it. Right. So it's like, you need to be told and then you need 10 years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's, that's true. That's like the way to do it. I think. Man, there are some people who are just so fucking gone. They're so far gone that people don't bother telling them. I know. Nobody will tell them. I know. That's just the, and they'll never know. That's the worst. That's the worst type of people. If you're being told, yo, dude, you've been shitty lately, that's a good sign. That <laughs> means people still care. They still think you have a chance. They're comfortable enough to bring it up, too. Like some, Sometimes people who are so shitty, you like don't even want to bring it up because you're just like, ugh, like this seems like it's not worth it. Yeah. I'd just rather avoid this person for in perpetuity. Right. <laughs> right. The other thing, though, I realized, though, was... um. Sometimes, no matter how much good you do, you're not going to win everyone over, right? And so you still are going to be, in the eyes of certain people, bad. And there is so much peace that it comes with being okay with that. That being okay with being disliked. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've probably said this before, too. I know that there are people that I have hurt or wronged or and and whether or not I deserve a lifetime <laughs> of their hatred uh I am now at a point in my life where it's fine. I don't need to win them back. It's good, man. I mean, have you have you seen the Bruce Lee documentary? No. There's a 30 like for water 30. Yeah, or be something. water or whatever. Be water, yeah. But they kind of, there was a point where they 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 were saying how he's like really confident. And how sort of like the quote unquote like greats, they're just like unusually comfortable in their own skin, which can sometimes make them be assholes. And I think that there's something to that. You know what I mean? There's a way to like really succeed and thrive if you can 
let go of being so concerned about what people think about you. Yeah. You can really make progress. And so, certainly that can go the wrong direction. Like like your friend who's like constantly posting the wackiest shit on Instagram and you're like, dude, how does this guy not get it? And this guy's <laughs> just like, I'm doing me. And you're like, you're doing, you're fucking terrible is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's something to that, man. Like the Michael Jordan and the these guys who are quote unquote great who were just kind of like also a little bit of a dick. There's something there about not caring about what people it's think. It's amazing sure. how beloved Michael Jordan is by so many millions of people and yet would you say that michael jordan is a better person than i don't know i was gonna say steph curry like i think i think i think invariably steph curry is probably a better person than michael jordan was <laughs> it seems like maybe. right and yet michael jordan for his greatness is revered and loved right. at a deeper level um and yet who you know people love a winner i guess i guess why yeah and he, we all know he was a dick, too. Yeah. We all know he was a dick. Totally. David Letterman was a huge dick. Right. Like, people are... Beloved. Right. Universally loved. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, I have a good... Uh, I have a good uh, story. News story. Good. Uh, another... Uh, a stupid crime. Mm. This one's not as dark as the last one that I read, so... <laughs> a man in northern Ukraine made a risky call on Saturday in the hopes of having his road cleared of snow. As Ukraine faces record 20-inch snowfalls, the man decided to place a hoax call to the police, confessing to a murder. Oh my God. <laughs> and urging the authorities to bring a snowplow as the only way to access his home. The police eventually did show up in an SUV, no snowplow required, only to discover the man's deception. The person he claimed to have killed was alive and well in the house. <laughs> <laughs> He now faces a fine of roughly $4.30 for making a false report. Dude, how insane. He goes, a police spokeswoman told the Associated Press that municipal services had already cleared the road earlier that day, but the man was, quote, not satisfied with the quality of the clearing. What a bizarre... Dude, the low price tag of the fine. Yeah. It's insane. Well, the, I mean, what an extreme <laughs> to go to just to get the road plowed. If you did that here, would you go to jail? You literally might go to jail for I that. I don't know exactly. You'd be in much more trouble. You'd be in big fucking trouble. Yeah, you'd be in much more trouble. <laughs> but it's amazing, too, because it, in a way it's smart because he had to have, he had to have chosen somebody who he could point to and be like, clearly I didn't kill this person. <laughs> right? Because if he names some random person, he's going to go to jail until they find that that's person. That's a very good point. He has, that's really smart. Yeah. The person's sitting right over there. It's like, hey guys, sorry. But it also seems <laughs> risky. It seems like the kind of thing where they could burst in with their guns ablazing and something could go wrong. Dude, it's clearly not the move at all. <laughs> It's just yeah, I don't think it's one the of the move. stupidest crimes I've ever heard of. But I will say this. If you're going to confess to a crime to get your driveway plowed, you might as well do it while wearing your Birdhouse Yeah, you pants. should. You should do that. You know, <laughs> they are everyone's favorite pant for uh, using the most extreme lie to get your fucking car plowed, your, your whatever. For a fake murder. And especially because once the police drive over with their SUV and actually do not need to plow the driveway after you pay your $4 and 30 cent fine, 
you will be wearing the perfect pants mm-hmm. to get right up off the couch and head to the street where you can shovel all that fucking snow. Bingo. They are great for shoveling snow. They're great <laughs> for putting out the fires that you couldn't get the city to do yourself <laughs> or themselves. Uh, the bird dog's pants, man, I'm telling you. Comfort, built-in liner, everything you need. Literally just ask our pal Chris here. The poor guy shoveled seven feet of snow in the last two weeks. Chris, have you been shoveling a lot of snow? He's shaking his head in a way that's so sad. Mm. You guys have he's looked staring blankly into the distance. I used to like shoveling snow. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's because I was wearing my bird dog's pants and we got to get you a pair of those for your shoveling. Make sure you do that. And uh, if you use promo code oops, you'll get a pair of nunchucks, which will come in handy when the police start firing upon you because they think that you've murdered somebody. You can maybe get one of their guns bat them away like your neo in the matrix (laughs) exactly bat Um, those bullets away or pootie tang actually was good at that too i don't know if anyone (laughs) ever saw that movie i did that that's that was a good one yeah that was a good one i love that movie um birddogs.com promo code oops free pair of nunchucks with your pants you're gonna love them get them that's it all right i got something for you hit me we talked last week about uh the various fights i think that my girlfriend and i have had oh yes we did what was the fight that i had the toaster i got another one of those for you but (laughs) it has changed my point of view oh that's good so she won the fight i don't know if i'm ready to say that okay okay so here's so here's what happened okay we now have two bottles of i'll just say fluid for right now (laughs) you'll see what i mean next to our sink at our kitchen sink ah okay Ah, one is hand soap and the other is hand lotion yes they are made by the same company aesop a-e-s-o-p not to be confused with the guy who did the fables (laughs) aesop's fables this is a different aesop i don't even know if that's the right pronunciation the bottles are for all intents and purposes identical they are dark bottles with labels that have all kinds of bullshit on them i don't know what it is about soap and fucking cosmetic products feeling the need to have the french translation right below but there's tons of different languages on the bottles all kinds of bullshit labels look exactly the same bottles look exactly the same Except if you look very closely, you might see that one says soap and the other says balm. Now, (laughs) they are right next to each other on the right side of the sink. I have now gone to wash my hands at the kitchen sink on multiple occasions and I have covered my hands in lotion. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do now? You have to then wash the lotion off your hands, reapply the soap. And then wash that. And it drives me crazy. And so I confronted my girlfriend about it. And I said, listen, this will not do. (laughs) This will not stand. Could I just place the hand soap on the left side of the sink and we can keep the lotion on the right side of the sink? That felt like the middle ground to me. Mm -hmm. Because then I will know... I only use the hand soap. It's on this side. Right. Fine. Dude, I've gone I've gone through this so many times. It's like playing fucking red or black at the roulette table. Yeah. You just like and then you 50, get 50-50. It's beat. Yeah. And she said, "No, 
they need to be together. And I said, for aesthetic purposes. And she said, yes. And I wanted to jump out of the window. <laughs> I wanted to, to, to lose my, I want to light myself on fire. <laughs> What's the word for that? Immolation? Yes. Self-immolation. Self <laughs> Why can't we do that? Why? Did you not grow up with that? Did they do that in your... I did not... I don't think we had lotion at the we kitchen sink. We didn't either. Sink. And no. I, as an adult, I've started to think it's because I'm like the child of my, like migrants. And like maybe in their country, they didn't do that or something. But... Does this happen elsewhere? You've seen this elsewhere? I've now? seen it in other people's houses, and it always freaks me. Out. It always like fucks me up too. And I understand the like, but I never fully dry my hands either, so I never get to like. I never apply lotion never, after never. washing my hands, and apparently that helps you not age because the tops of your hands is where you show. You know, age, if whatever. my hands Dude, look like a scrotum when I'm seventy five, so be it. The only I thing I care you. about is my fucking face. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, and on the way out, I'm going to make sure to change the arrangement of them so that you... <laughs> Love it. Fine. So that you fucking are... Dude, I'm telling you, this is just one of those things where like now now I can't wash my hands at the kitchen sink. I can't do it. The The bathroom upstairs only has the soap. There's no, there's no balm in there. So that I'm now not allowed to wash my hands at the kitchen sink. And it's just one of those things she wouldn't budge on. And I don't understand it now having said that this was after we got back from vacation and i started laughing <laughs> a, i laughed a rueful laugh <laughs> there it we was go. a rueful there it laugh, is full of rue a full of rue <laughs> laugh i was laughing ruefully as in villain Francis. six days prior i would have blown my top but we had just gotten back from jamaica and i said <laughs> you know i i had i had i had the ability in my head to say if this is our fight that's not that so bad. be it if this is the stuff that we're fighting about like if this is the you know the the severity and the level of of intensity that we're getting to that's a good sign for our relationship. Rueful laughter. Dude, that's great. You're right, though. So you just let that battle go? I just said, you know what? Fuck it. This is a good sign that th these are our differences, that I don't think that we need to have the, the potion and the lotion on the same side of the sink, but she needs them to be there for the balance of the look or whatever the hell is, you know... <laughs> Or God forbid we get it. <laughs> is it in one of the little metal canister things that holds them both? Or they're just no, sitting there they're in standing? their own bottles. A stronger point for your, you know, left the sink, right of the sink. We will never win those arguments. And my point too, Julio, is as you prepare to cohabitate oh with your girlfriend, you need to prepare yourself for a lot of these battles that you will not win. Dude, I'll tell you what, I don't care. And my girlfriend's mom was actually telling me this. We went on a hike together and she was like, you're smart. And she's like, I actually sincerely think that you just don't care. She's like, but you're smart if you're doing this on purpose to like, because I actually don't care. And maybe that will change once I actually start living it. But she is completely decorating the apartment. I'm doing nothing. I'm like, send me a Venmo request. And yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble with that or not, but um, I look, trust her taste. Look, there are a couple of big ticket items that you do need to weigh in on because if you don't like them, it will make you unhappy. And I will say like that- what? All right, so I'm going to make a total generalization here, but 
it, when it comes to furniture, I think that the guys, our main consideration is comfort. Yeah. That is our I think that's really kind of like the number one thing. And I think women are much more discerning and care a lot about the look. Yes. And also comfort, but I think look is... They're gifted interior designers, typically. They're just born with this interior yeah. design thing. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Um, but they all have it. So, okay. <laughs> if you get a couch or something that you're going to be spending a ton of time on and it's not comfortable for you, you'll be bummed out. That'll that'll bum you no, out. No, totally. I, I think that she will hopefully be keeping me in mind while she's making these decisions. Like she'll give me sort of like reasonable veto power. Yeah. Hopefully. I will see. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Here's an interesting thing that happened to us just recently. So, you know, one problem is we, we brought our couch from our old apartment over here. And obviously this new place is bigger. And when we have guests over to hang, there's only space on our couch. You know, we got a we got a pretty s small couch for our last apartment because our last apartment was pretty small. Uh, the couch can only seat three people comfortably, right? Yeah. So if we have five, six people here, we don't have really seating for them. And when what ends up happening is another phenomenon we've talked about. A lot of people end up sitting on the floor, mm -hmm. and that's not great. You don't want your guests sitting great. on the floor. It's Even though we have a really comfy rug, we have a couple like poofs with no back support. For long hangs, it's just not great. Or people sit in like dining room chairs, whatever. So we need to figure out a situation to help out with the additional seating. One option was to get a couple extra armchairs. And the other option is to get just a bigger couch, a much bigger couch. Mm -hmm. um, my girlfriend had months ago without me knowing, or maybe, maybe two two months ago, ordered two armchairs, two comfy-looking armchairs for the apartment. And they were so back-ordered or whatever that they only arrived yesterday. Oh, wow. Nice and addition. she had told me in the morning, I have a surprise coming today. I can't wait. You're going to be so happy. Because she's known that I've been wanting a chair as well to read in and all this shit. So she went out somewhere and the chairs arrived when she was out and they these two burly delivery men came in with these massive boxes <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is this because i thought it was gonna be like a cake or something <laughs> and it was chairs surprise you have to assemble something <laughs> yeah but no they actually came out of the boxes totally That's ready great. to rock so they, she pulls them out and I, and I look at them and i'm like oh this is awesome but like wow that's a big move from her without consulting with me and then we said i set up the chairs and they weren't comfortable 
And I also thought that the color of the chairs did not go with our rug at all. And I was like sitting there waiting, waiting for her to get home, thinking like, man, how, how, how much of a, an issue am I allowed to raise about this? <laughs> so did you not sign off on them originally? I hadn't seen them. It was a surprise. But, but okay, but but you knew that they were coming. You had no. You had never. I seen didn't them. know that the chairs were coming. You didn't even know that they had been ordered. No. Oh, okay. This she went rogue. Okay. But we need <laughs> chairs. Yes. So I was sitting there, being kind of like growing in my feeling betrayed. <laughs> That she had made this big call without consulting with me, even though in her mind it was like she was doing us a nice thing. It was a present. She wasn't going to ask me to pay for him. It was like her contribution. Nice. They were expensive chairs. So she gets in. She's like, "So what do you think?" And this is before she sat down. And I had the um the presence of mind to not start negative. So I said something like. Well, they're great, you know. Um, <laughs> why don't you come sit down and you tell me what you think? And she came and sat down. And she was like, huh, yeah. You know, she did that thing that girls do where she like sat all the way up on the chair. Like her leg, nothing was touching the ground. <laughs> I can't do that. Oh, like just immediate cross-legged. Treating the, yeah, just totally up on the chair. Treating like the a, chair like a yoga studio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And she's like, all right, these are pretty good, right? And I'm like, well, I can't sit like that, you know? So I'm sitting this way. And and she was like, so what do you think? And I was like, can I be honest with you? She goes, yeah. I was like, honestly, they're not that comfortable. She's like, huh. And I go, I hate to say it. I don't think this color goes with our rug at all. And she immediately conceded the point. That's that's really, that's And great. then she was really devastated and then i helped pick up the pieces it's a process man but she she immediately agreed she was like this these don't look the way that i had seen them on the website um you know they were aubergine which is the french word for (laughs) eggplant and i don't know why the fuck they couldn't just call it eggplant or purple purple would have been fine my high school car was aubergine dude (laughs) had an aubergine (laughs) volvo you get picked on but they were more instead of being solid aubergine they were kind of like <laughs> um what's that what's that coat pattern like uh, a mat no no um uh fuck there's a pattern that you often see like a grainy aubergine that's pretty good yeah there's a word though um rough no it's got like it's fuck there's like a fat it's not thatched but it's you know, oh, it's driving me crazy. Anyway, I'm sure a listener <laughs> will know. Um, and maybe I'll come up with it. But anyway, <laughs> she didn't like the chairs. And then she was really bummed out. And one thing that, it, you know, became came to light was that she had ordered the chairs before we got the rug. Gotcha. So we gotcha, 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 gotcha. But even Makes so, she didn't, she didn't like the chairs. And then instead of me being like us fighting over the chairs, it was like me being like, listen, it's no big deal. We'll try to sell them on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, you can't return them? We, there was a 25% restocking fee. Oh. So she listed them on Facebook Marketplace for the night. No bites. And then we ended up just doing the restocking. Just, you know, dude, it's a furnishing an apartment. 
is a process. It really is. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up and it's okay. It's, it, it doesn't yeah. have to be done right away. That's right. That's crazy. But that was a good moment where we were of one mind yeah. about an interior decorating thing, which made Healthy me communication. think that our tastes are closer than I would have thought. That's great. And it's also great to be, you know, be not be stubborn. Like yeah. props to her for being like, you're right. I agree. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's this, there's an impulse in that situation to double down on your decision. But here's my question. Do you think that if I, and maybe since you're not in her head, you can't know, but if you, if I had not raised anything and I'd been like, these are great, do you think we would have gotten rid of the chairs? Even though they're dead wrong? Maybe not. I certainly think you approached it in a good way. Um, but she may have come to that conclusion also. And then what? And then been like... And then if what if I'm like, but I love them? She might cite the points that you cited. She's like, you know, I ordered these before and we And she would have rug. veto power, 100%. But she might talk you into it. Like, because like you said, you guys have similar Yeah, but if things. I can just be talked into anything, then I'm just a fucking acquiescent okay. douche. Yes, fine, fine. But... but a fucking but, dog. But in this situation, there's good grounds to be talked into that. You know, like you said, they're not comfortable. They don't go with the rug. Yeah. Good reasons. Yeah. 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 I'm worried about the day where I do get a chair that is really comfortable that I really love and she tells me we have to get it get rid of it because it doesn't go with the new coffee table. Mm. That's going to make me sad. But I know I'll bend. I know I will. I'll bend the knee. Bend the knee, baby. Because as it turns out, when you live together, there are no hills worth dying on. <laughs> Not a single one. That's a, that's an interesting stance. It's a good stance. I didn't die on the soap Balm Hill. You didn't die in the toaster? I didn't. I did kind of die on the toaster hill. That toaster is still up there. It is shiny and it is great. And I have not toasted a single piece of bread since we had the fight. Get it in there, man. Just show show in solidarity. Yeah. That's great, too. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen your parents naked? That's a big... That's a big... I don't know. So furniture reminded me of this. That's great. It's a great question. And I'll tell great. you what, the reason why, uh, and I'll let you answer in a second, mm-hmm. but my uh, dad's like dresser was just in the living room. Like our house wasn't that big. I guess like, my mom got all the closets. So I inevitably just like caught fucking, you know, my dad naked as a child occasionally. <laughs> I, I would just see him naked. Your dad's changing room was the, the living, room. living room. Correct. I mean, you want to talk about. Correct. So so, so, the question stands. Did you see your parents naked as a kid? When I was a kid, yeah. Um, like how, like, you know, like that you can remember? Um, I probably stopped seeing my parents naked around, I don't know, seven or eight eight maybe i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly potentially same for me honestly but it certainly has been many years and then you get into a place where you know my dad and i might be changing in a locker room and all of a sudden we're men right right. and then it's supposed to be less weird but uh, there were still years where i was conscious of it yeah you just kind of like don't look down in that situation like that's you the don't, way. or or you sort of just turn your back and he gets a he gets a butt view or you know whatever it is 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like I definitely haven't, I haven't seen my dad's piece in like 20 years, dude. <laughs> at least maybe uh, more, but dude, I'll tell you what, and I don't know if this is because I was younger and like scaling and whatever, but I just remember him having fucking, he was packing heat, dude. Really? If I remember correctly, my dad had a fucking hog on him. Dude. Now, was that because <laughs> you were so young that you, by comparison, it was it's unclear. It's unclear if that was a scaling thing. If like, uh -huh. you know. I'm serious. Like, I don't know if, you know, compared to my, you know, prepubescent little fucking twig. Right. If he just seemed like he was fucking Thor or whatever. Would you want to see it again to <laughs> definitely clarify? Not. I definitely, no, definitely not. Oh. <laughs> and I don't recall ever seeing my mom naked. Thank God. That would. Really? So, so yeah, I mean, I, cause I remember my mom being naked and, you know, I don't know, like when I was like six or seven, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no memory of my mom being naked. I definitely remember my dad just changing in the living room. But dude, I also think that I <laughs> I used to just bomb around naked in the house as a child all the time. Really? Yeah. Dude, I have a, I don't, this is so funny. I have a friend, I remember when he was like 16 or 17. He's like, dude, this will be hilarious. I was at his family's house. He just, And they had friends over. He just runs out to the pool naked and starts like doing that thing where your dick's like slapping on either leg Dear God. in front of everybody. And his mom goes, I'm not going to say his name. She goes, you're naked. <laughs> and he just thought it was hilarious. I was like, this is, this is amazing. This guy's fucking hilarious. But I can't. Yeah, I don't. That's too much. I, I know in preschool, my, they had to call my family and tell them that I was showing people my penis. I mean, like, Julio is, you know, proud. A shower, and not a grower. <laughs> and we need to, so they had to tell me not to do that. Damn. But I don't think, I don't remember bombing around naked in the house. Especially you had a sister. Did that make it weirder? No, I think we both did. I think we yeah. both just, you know, were, were totally free spirited up until, up until, you know, yeah. Before, like, before you hit puberty, of, totally, course, of course, before any of that sets in. I don't know. Single digit ages. Totally. Yeah. I was going to say Six, that. seven. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's a great question, though. Yeah. Boy. Let, let us know if you have any, like, weird, not too weird, please, yeah. weird memories of seeing your parents oh. naked that yeah. aren't really fucked Here's up or traumatic for you. a picture of me and my you. mom naked together. <laughs> Look, it's totally normal. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Insane. Okay, we got some good emails here, so let's, uh, let's bang through these. Great. Um, this one's great. Hey, Julian Francis, around the age of 12 or 13, my baseball buddies who happened to be uh who happened to be related stole some quote dirty magazines from one of their dads and distributed them amongst the four of us in our friend group. Mm. Uh we quickly shoved them in our backpacks before we headed to our homes. I thought the magazine was weird considering the women were not hot and their shoe <laughs> sizes were in bigger and bolder letters than their names. <laughs> where is this going <laughs> this is great also the angles of the pictures seemed way off in my opinion fast forward a week later my mom decided to clean my room which was weird because my room was tidy i've always been a little ocd not only did she find the magazine but she also found my entire inventory of cigs and condoms which i would sell to my classmates oh, i wasn't really a bad kid just a hustler at the time love it <laughs> she left the condoms but took the cigs and the magazine it took a while, years, to realize that there was such a thing as a foot fetish. I quickly put two and two together and have ever since wondered, does my mom think that I have a foot fetish? <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I have a cool relationship. We've actually discussed the cigs and condoms, but not the magazine. 
Wow. I don't know if it's too weird to bring up. Uh, by the way, I've been with my wife for eight years, and she can confirm that I have no such fetish. Thanks. Unreal. Man, that's so great. <laughs> dude, you got to tell your mom, dude. You can't let your mom pass away without Agreed. knowing that you didn't have a foot fetish. Agreed. You need to just get have a couple of drinks one night and tell your fucking mom that you don't have a foot fetish. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm like stressed about this. You need to tell her. <laughs> Seriously, dude, tell your mom. Yeah. I, She's I buried think, that so deep. I also think that if you could laugh about the condoms and the cigarettes, why not extend it to just cover all the bases of that fateful day? Dude, um, totally. You, you know? You've covered it all. And also, she left the condoms because she thinks you're just jerking off on feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's wild, though. First of all, I didn't realize that they made, you know, it's amazing to think that they made magazines for f- people with foot fetishes. You know? because, because I thought, you know, that, that the proliferation of, or, or let's say the availability for people with more fringe uh, fetishes only kind of came about as a result of the internet. Like, you know, people who were really into much more, di- that, that back in the day of print porn, there wasn't as much, you know, right. access for people who were into crazy right. stuff. It the was BDM, like, BDSM section was likely much smaller. Yeah, yeah. And then even then, like, yeah, yeah. So um, it's amazing that there was a, you could potentially subscribe to, to Feet Weekly or whatever the hell it was crazy. back then, totally. you know? That's insane. so funny. I know, but dude, seriously, tell your fucking mom, man. That is insanely weird. So, dude, okay, so we we talk about this on, on older episodes, which we encourage you to listen to because there's some there's some funny ones. But sort of about daydreaming about different scenarios, some of them being like hero fantasies. Um, but sometimes I have like big timing fantasies, fantasies about how I will like big time someone. Nice. And one in particular that comes to mind is setting up my office in a way. So that all my guests feel inferior to me. Ooh. Just putting them in like a little chair. All right. All right. All right. So 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 this is great. What's the one big key right off the bat to making sure that this is the case? Well, I don't know. You probably have a better one than me now, but I'm thinking that your chair has to be higher than theirs. Okay. But you, you, like, okay, you think about like this office that I have, right? Obviously, my desk is against the window and I'm looking out the window, right? right? Why is that obviously not set up for anyone to feel big time to my office? What do you need in your office to make people feel big time? Well, you, you at least need a place for them to, to sit when they come in. You need a desk that faces the room. You you're need right. to be able right. to sit in the back of the and look out at the room as if you're expecting visitors. Yes. Yes. And you know where this occurred to me? Boardwalk Empire. Interesting. Mobsters, gangsters, people who have like scheduled appointments that you have to make appointments to go see them. They always are at their desks facing out and saying, take a seat. Right. You know, have a seat. The guy takes his hat off. He puts it down. And then he's now he's got his ear for a 10 minute window. Yeah, they, dude, there really is something to that, to that whole process of coming into somebody's office. They make you sit in the waiting room, even though they're not doing anything. Yeah. Then they like bring you in the conference room that isn't even their office. They like have a cubicle, but now you think you're in, you know what I mean? There's right. a way, there's like a mind fuckery that occurs there 
that just like shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah. The same way that they say like the best negotiation tool is just to be able to be patient. Like you set up a negotiation room so it's like a little too hot and uncomfortable for the mm-hmm. other person. Like if you have the ability to set that up, people are much more likely to like come to terms over something if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a very good point. I've just I've never had a it occurred to me that I've never had a desk that faced an audience. All the desks I've ever had were either against a wall or against a window. Uh, because I've never, an office for me has never been a place to hear people out. Which makes sense for you. You know, done. you're writing. So yeah. like, and uh, one of my favorite books on writing by Stephen King, there we go. A Julio book recommendation. Nice. Fuck all the, all the doubters and haters. Uh, an author from Maine, no less. <laughs> he, by the way, that guy has a great Twitter. Does he's, he? He's just a fucking prickly, hilarious guy. Not yeah. even prickly. He's great. I don't highly recommend. Anyway, the book too, he says that he always puts his desk against a wall with no window because he doesn't want to be distracted mm. which sounds a little kind of like grueling of a thing to me but like dude it yeah. doesn't it makes sense that your desk is up against the wall you're like trying to think of shit yeah yeah as opposed to like bringing people carl take a seat yeah right <laughs> it's not like right. that kind of situation i'm not know? a therapist yeah <laughs> but i think maybe the oval office right the the, the resolute desk faces oh, out totally you know to or- entertain heads of state sorry go ahead no no it's okay but even just this idea of bringing people onto your turf yeah some of the most like powerful people that i know they like don't go to other people's shit and it makes sense because they can't be their like cocky selves as much when you go to somebody else's house you need to be like polite and be like oh (laughs) if you're in your own fucking space right they have to pretend you're funny and like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and even we've talked about this before but like Lyndon Johnson bringing people into the fucking sauna and showing them his 12 inch pipe to intimidate them. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's something to be said about like bringing people onto your home turf. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to get shit. Yeah. That's great, dude. Good, awesome. good stuff. Good. Yeah. How do you flesh out the rest of that uh, big timing? I just fantasy? think about the people who like doubt me or like anytime I like pitch something and the person's alludes to the fact that I'm not a big enough name mm-hmm. or they just like make these bullshit points that I know they wouldn't be making if they were a more senior agent. I'm dealing with some like junior agent who thinks they know everything. It just pisses me off. And I just think about the day where they can't even get into contact with me. And then I bring them in my office and put them in a little chair and they pitch me stuff. And I am like not interested <laughs> in hearing what they have to say. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got to take this. Um, let's reschedule for next week. And they have to physically come back next week. Nice. That's, nice. that's how it ends. So, Boy, that's good, dude. That is, uh, <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, dude, another beautiful edition of Oops the Podcast. Sure was. Hope you guys enjoy your weekends. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Uh, please follow us, Oops the Podcast. I'm at Not Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. We're going to keep sprinkling out n- nice tidbits for you guys. So uh, thank you for engaging with us and listening, and we'll catch you next time.